The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2290. Yesterday we were talking about the High Republic and the in front of the scenes stuff that we've learned over the past little while leading up to New York Comic Con reveals. Today we're going to talk about the behind the scenes stuff, which is actually pretty revealing in its own way as well. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So yesterday we were talking about an interview that Charles Sewell did with The Hollywood Reporter. And just to give you the quick refresher, Charles Sewell is the author of a few books on his own and comic books galore. Star Wars comics in particular and now for the first time an actual Star Wars novel which is Light of the Jedi coming next year. And Light of the Jedi is going to be the first story released in this whole High Republic saga. It is by the way that it's been talked about sort of the keystone piece. It is going to be doing a lot of the work introducing the era, introducing the characters, introducing the primary antagonists and the situations that are going to be developing all over these other storytelling pieces. Now yesterday we talked about the storytelling aspects of things, sort of the you know front-end situation, right? The stuff that we're actually going to see. Today we're going to talk about the back-end stuff, the stuff that happened behind the scenes and a couple of particular points of interest. Now you've probably heard me talk about it on the show before and if you haven't maybe you've heard it out in the ether elsewhere but this project was formerly known as Project Luminous. That was the code phrase for the project and it involves not just Charles Sewell but also other writers including Justina Ireland, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, and Kevin Scott and they are all doing different parts of the High Republic storytelling at least this first wave of it. So in the interview Charles Sewell reveals that one of the first things that happened was that the folks at Lucasfilm introduced the five of them to all of the projects that they have in quote-unquote serious development right now. So that means that, you know, not just the Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series, not just the Cassian Andor series, not just the Bad Batch, but whatever else is going on in the background. So, you know, that in itself is one of the things that I, you know, fly in the wall for that sort of thing like would have been amazing and he says that we needed all of that information so we could understand the guardrails around what was already in development but it was still pretty incredible to hear all of that stuff so then he goes on and he says our mandate was always to create a massive new chapter in star wars history able to be told across multiple publishers and mediums with something for everyone, from casual fans to the sort of person who would know Jabba the Hutt's uncle's name. That would be Zero, he reminds us. And the reason why that is particularly interesting is because right now with, you know, certain little bitty informational 
exceptions, Star Wars storytelling is limited to a particular time frame from 32 BBY with The Phantom Menace, maybe 33 if some of the stuff from Queen's Peril that predates The Phantom Menace could be counted, right? Uh, to 35 ABY with the events of The Rise of Skywalker. And the stories we know about that are in development right now all take place within that just under 70 year window, right? Cassian Andor series, Kenobi series, Bad Batch, Mandalorian season two, even the Thrawn trilogy that's happening right now, assuming that it continues in chronological order. All of that is happening within that just under 70 year window. So to tell a massive tale, you have to get away from that window. And I dare say that they probably have 35 ABY and onward off limits because if for some reason they are able to get Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac into a sequel to the sequels, then you know they're gonna need that space available and they don't want to mess up the continuity or have to deal with that again at any particular point. So I am willing to bet that everything from 35 ABY onward is probably off limits. Like maybe they'll tell a couple of post Rise of Skywalker stories that are really like incremental and close after, but yeah, I think ultimately they have to move backward and they have to do it by a significant amount, which is why we're not just, you know, 20 years before the events of The Phantom Menace, we're 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. I think the only other direction you could go really is sideways. <laughs> and by that, I simply mean that. There is potential to do what's happening with the Thrawn trilogy where stuff is happening off in the unknown regions and it deals with a number of planets and a number of species that have nothing to do with the greater galaxy. And it's only just, you know, particular coincidence that they decided to stage the story at a time that already exists in you know, Star Wars storytelling during the Clone Wars era, but that's just because it's centering on Thrawn himself. Like, they could tell a whole bunch of stories in the Unknown Regions that have nothing to do with what's going on in the known galaxy, and it could take place concurrent to the events that are happening in the prequel trilogy, original trilogy, and sequel trilogy, and it could involve Force users as well. It doesn't have to be Sith. It can be whatever light side versus dark side looks like in the Unknown Regions. But yes, everything that is currently in serious development that they're not talking about right now, I have a feeling it you know, makes a lot of sense to think that it is within that 70-year-ish window, and that's why to do something massive across multiple publishers and in multiple mediums, they had to get as far away from that as possible. Although, granted, you can't get entirely away from that because Yoda is 700 years old. You'd have to go back a thousand years <laughs> to be able to really remove yourself from everything. But there's one other aspect that we haven't talked about on the show that um, has to do with the whole multiple publishers thing, and I'll get to that in a second. I do just want to ask the favor that I'm asking all this month, which is ratings and reviews on iTunes. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes, I hope you will consider giving it a five-star rating on iTunes, and if you decide to take a couple extra seconds to leave a review, to leave a couple of sentences about why you like Star Wars 7x7 or why you think it's an awesome podcast, I would greatly appreciate that, and thank you very much for considering it. To all the hundreds of people who have left ratings and reviews already. Thank you so much for doing that too. Now, here's the thing that we haven't talked about with 
regard to other publishers who are going to be involved in this whole project, right? We know that Del Rey is publishing Light of the Jedi, the adult novel. We know Disney Lucasfilm Press is doing A Test of Courage and Into the Dark, which are the uh, YA and middle grade novels. We know that there will be an adult or, you know, young adult comic title from Marvel and a younger audience's title from IDW. So there are about a half a dozen other publishers who are also involved in this initiative. One of them is Titan Magazines, and Titan Magazines is probably best known for Star Wars Insider, but also for doing some special edition magazines as well. Uh, like, for example, you know, a big Rise of Skywalker thing, or a big thing about Mandalorian Season 1, to give you an idea of the sort of thing they might do for the High Republic. Abrams is also involved in this, and Abrams is probably best known for doing the art of books, like the art of The Rise of Skywalker, the art of Rogue One, the art of The Last Jedi, the art of The Force Awakens, etc., etc. So we already know that there's been a lot of design work, concept art done, and so you can imagine that there might be something similar like The Art of the High Republic done by Abrams. And I should note that none of this has been announced anywhere, and so this is just informed speculation, if you will. We know that these publishers are involved, but we don't know anything about the titles that they will be publishing. Then you have Becker and Meyer Books, or Meyer Books, excuse me, and we most recently talked about two of their titles on the show with The Traveler's Guide to Batuu and The Star Wars Book of Lists, both written by Cole Horton, so again, to give you an idea of the sort of thing they publish. DK Publishing is also involved in this, and that could mean any number of things, right? Because they do books from, you know, these serious, visual dictionaries and cross-sections books, all the way down to, you know, other younger targeted guides. So it could go in any direction with DK. Viz Media, V-I-Z Media, they publish anime and manga adaptations of things. So, you know, it would be interesting to see potentially a story within the High Republic that is original and told by, you know, or through Viz Media, through an anime manga style. So that would be great. And finally, Insight Editions has also been named as a publisher. And the thing you might know the best for is the big Star Wars icons book about Han Solo. So that's, you know, another very cool and, you know, very in-depth coffee table style book that has been published already in the world of Star Wars. So, you know, that would seem to indicate that that's the sort of thing they're thinking about with the High Republic. And that in itself, like, you know, all of those things really suggests how strongly, how deeply, how carefully they are thinking about this High Republic initiative. And, you know, they've started to use the word beyond, not just books and comics. They've also used and beyond recently in some of their uh, marketing materials for talking about the High Republic. Of course, they've said, no, you know, this is supposed to be a publishing initiative and not go anywhere else. But man, if this is wildly successful, you know, how could they not consider the possibility of expanding it into something more? Anyway, that is where we're going to leave things today. And that's what's going to do it for the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.